morning still, just a little bit later. I'm trying a new time just so that you can be all aware. Huh. We are podcasting across the globe. What you know you may not know you know. I do not know what to say. Double watching, say hey, I want you to go say to May. Would you like to see me say hey, 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 hey? Welcome to me TV. I want you to take in this fresh air so that you can see the the follicles in the air. I was unaware what could happen right there. And I'm going to put it right there. Remember that dude named Chingy? Used to have a rock on his pinky. What happened to Chingy? What happened to Chingy? In fact, he had a song called The Holiday Inn. What up, Dom? Cutting chillin' at the Holiday Inn. I believe Snoop Dogg was on that song. Or at the time, was he Snoop Lion? No, he was Snoop Dogg. Do you know why I am near I? We will talk about what's the real guy. I said what up? Thank you, Island. Don't forget to smile while you hit lick, spick, mick. Like Spike Dyke. I'm no psych. Try to understand that I will Like an angel's voice. <laughs> Not quite. Did you know what I shall say? Then I will say that you know that I will take that for May. And then you know that this be a good show for all of you. I think that Mike liked the hike and you dyke. And yeah, I think you spelled dyke improperly. I think dyke has a Y in it. You're going to have to fact check me. While I take my bad check to the police. Take my bad check to the police. Don't know what they're gonna do with that. That's right, Dom knows how to spell dyke. I'm sure he searched it many of time. <laughs> uh, sorry, Dom. You know, sometimes I gotta roast you too. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, on this beautiful Wednesday. It is May 23rd, 2018, of our Lord and Savior. It is 904, not 904, it's not an O. It's a zero. So if you say 904 or, or whatever, you're wrong. If you say it's 2004, I guess you could say 2004. But it's, you don't say O. It's not an O. It's a, it's a number. It's a zero. So this is 9.04 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and you've made it to Knee TV. My name is John. I will be your host this morning. 
along with my baby that just walked in the door. Hello, dear. I need envelopes. You need them right now in the middle of my show. I do. Hmm. Do you see this? Do you see the level of respect? It's just me and Rodney Dangerfield. Where's Rodney Dangerfield? I don't see him anywhere here. He's dead now. Exactly. Good morning, Bear America. They're in, you're in the top drawer on the right side. See this? Do you see? Do you see how this goes? Roastings are the only way to go. Well, not for everybody, Dom. Thank you, dear. How many do you need? A whole box of them? I won't come back in here. Thank you very much. Do you see that? Enjoy your show. Thank you, dear. So there's a phrase that I, I say lots of times is where I say, good morning, Bear. It's, it's me and Ronnie Dangerfield. And what I mean by that is Rodney Dangerfield's most famous slogan was, I get no respect. You see what I mean? I get no respect. I get no respect. So now that he's dead, R.I.P., who, Rodney Dangerfield was the greatest comedian of all time. It's not even close. That guy, not only was he a great comedian, he built a comedy club and gave an opportunity to other great comedians all over the place. Like, he gave birth to Chris Rock, Jerry Seinfeld. They all came to his club for their chance. So, he's the greatest. He's the GOAT. It's like, I was going to use a basketball example, but, you know, with the whole LeBron-MJ comparisons, I guess you can't do that. But that's not what today's episode is about. Today is about eye for eye. The reason that it's an eye for an eye is because Owen Benjamin is going on a show talking about the group of Danger Zone people. They're a bunch of meth heads. And uh, what else did he say? They live in their mom's basement. I don't know. He's saying a bunch of bullcrap right now. So, it's not okay. He knows it. He knows what he's doing right now is clearly not okay. And he's ramping up people to try to destroy not only their image, but um, he's ramping up people to, to take shots at people that he shouldn't do that. Well, he's been, saying it for, he's been saying it for a couple of days now. Now, I didn't want to go down this. Good morning, Brass. Oh, yeah, and that we stream all day long and this and that. Yeah, oh no, I heard it yesterday. I heard it yesterday. I haven't been watching, but I heard him say it yesterday, and it's not okay. So, oh, and another shot that he took, he said, some of you guys consider yourself Christians, but, and then he just starts saying, turn the other cheek and all this other stuff. Good morning, Katrina. And I thought, no, 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 wait a minute. You can't just pull random verses out of the Bible to suit your case. Turn the other cheek is about being nonviolent. It's not about let people talk crap about you, okay? That's not what that's about. So we're going to check some of that today, and that's what today's episode is about, because that fired me up yesterday, and I was going to call him in the middle of his show, but I thought, no, that would be rude. I don't want to be rude, you know? I'm not going to be rude, but that's bullcrap. You don't, you don't call a bunch of people a bunch of meth heads that got nothing better to do but to stream all day long. That's wrong, Owen. That's clearly, clearly wrong, and imagine, and... It doesn't matter personally what I've done and what I didn't do because I'm not on here. I'm not on trial, okay? Exactly, Katrina. Like Jesus was not a doormat. He checked people all day long with their words. You, people, this is this is the funny thing is that I've had people multiple times recently say to me, well, "What about turning the other cheek, John?" That don't study the Bible at all. It's like that's about being nonviolent. It's not about letting people walk all over you. Jesus had sayings of, I didn't come here for peace. I came here to, to, to something about bringing apart father and son, mother and daughter. Let the dead bury the dead. Like there's so many lines in there that are not 
about peace. And, and we'll, we'll break down some of those. Actually, let's break down that, that line. Uh, father from son, mother from daughter. Father from son, mother from daughter. Bible. So, I came to bring division. Exactly. What up, Tim? Jesus was also the only perfect human that ever lived. It's a bad false equivalence. What's a bad false equivalence? That we shouldn't try to live like Jesus, Tim? That doesn't make sense. Of course we should try to live like Jesus. Accountability is expected and respected. Amen. So, Matthew 10, 35. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against his mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. That's Matthew 10, 35. Also, it's in Luke 12, 53. They will be divided father against son, and son against father, mother against daughter, daughter against mother, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Luke was a physician, so he was a little more specific in um, in his approach. Don't worry, the whole show is not going to be negative. We're actually, we got some good stuff we're going to break down today. But it's not okay that Owen Benjamin, who's got 100,000 subscriptions, 100,000 followers, get on his show and say we're a bunch of meth heads that stream all day long because we got nothing better to do. That's incorrect. It not only is it incorrect, it's wrong. And all I'm doing is I'm pointing out the hypocrisy because imagine if he was judged by the worst decision he ever made and everybody that followed him did what his worst decision that he ever made. Now, that's what I wanted to say. As far as, and I don't have any notes or anything, I'm looking directly into the camera because I'm not afraid to look directly into the camera. I don't have to do this the whole time, okay? So, as... I'm not even going to try to point out another man's fault and say that's what him and everybody that follows him does, okay? Because that would be retarded. What I am here to say is that... Yeah. Thank you, Jolly. You just filled the gap for me. Now, you're talking about that. Well, if you live in a glass house, you know, be careful when you're throwing them stones because they can come back twice as hard. So just, so just be careful with that. Just be careful with that. Now, sidebar. I, I don't use I don't use hangouts for my show. I don't use hangouts for my show, and I don't honestly brass like, dude. As much as I would appreciate that, I'll, I'd call him later on today. I'd call him later on today. Sounds like it's gonna be a good show. I'll have to catch up later. Oh, thank you, thank you, Jason. That's Superman coming in to just check Batman and be like, yo, Batman, I know, like, vengeance, you know, is kind of like your thing, but I'm, I'm Superman, and I don't have that vengeance in me because I'm not human like you guys, so I'm just going to do what the right thing is. And and Superman, I believe, is based on Jesus, I, and I know that sounds crazy. His character of being not from this earth and being godly, I believe, is based on Jesus but, you know, in a, in a fun character of comic books, you know, you're not going to go read a comic book about a guy that heals blind and walks on water and be like, all right, but when's he going to beat up the bad guy? Is that why everyone's jumping off the bear clan thing? Yeah, yeah, that that, that is, to be honest, William, like that that's a lot to do with it. Um, Yeah, we should. Jason, I'd love to be on a show with you and, and dissect that, where Batman's kind of like, I would consider... Batman like a saint, you know, he does all this right, but you know, he doesn't always have the best means when he does it, but where Superman was like, yeah, he's from another world, well, of course he's going to have no sin, you know, he doesn't have that original sin built in him, 
That's hilarious considering he was created by the Jews. <laughs> well, Jesus was a Jew. There you go. Jesus was created by the Jews too. Kind of, halfway. Mary was a Jew, right? Joseph was a Jew. You know, I guess Joseph didn't plant his seed in Mary. I always wonder about that too, sidebar. Like, when Mary gave birth to Jesus, like, was it like, it must, how divine could that birth have been? Like, she must have been yelling and screaming and Jesus come busting out of there. <laughs> the reason I say that is because um, when I was in high school, we had to do, a, in my Spanish class, we had to do a Christmas play. And part of the Christmas play was funny because <laughs> it was the original me too. No, Mary was like, no one ever did anything to me and I'm having, a, I'm pregnant having a baby. And everyone was like, okay, Mary, like, listen, like, you got the old bats coming around the old, and back then, like, like 35 years old was like old woman back then. And the old bats coming around Mary, like, trust me, Mary, we know what you've been up to. And Mary's like, no, I'm only 12 years old. I haven't done anything. I've done nothing, but you know, I got this bump. God told me he was going to impregnate me. And everyone's like, yeah, okay. Except for uh, her cousin. Cousin Ann believed her, right? Way off topic, but this is a funny story. So I'm in Spanish class, and we had to do a story about Christmas. I've told this story before. And so I got paired up with a buddy that's actually going to be the best man in my wedding. And this other girl, Teresa, who I consider a friend today. Our, our moms were like teachers in the city of Syracuse together, something like that. And uh, really cool, but she, but this was like the smart uh, AP Spanish class or the Spanish two three class, and I was the dumb kid in the Spanish class. Okay, I was the dumb kid in the in the in the smart classes. That's how I kind of qualify myself. So, I looked at Kevin and Teresa, and I was like, you know what? Let's do the birth of Jesus. And they're like, at first they're kind of like, all right, near eye, like, what are you up to with this idea? I go, no, no, like, what's they're going to do Santa Claus, and they're going to do St. Nick, and all this bull crap, right? Same person, whatever. I was like, but what's more Christian than, than Jesus being born? That's the that's what Christianity's all about. So I sold them on this idea. I don't know how we did it. We convinced Teresa. Oh, good morning, Deanie. I haven't seen Deanie in a long time. Good morning. We convinced Mary to prop herself up on a desk, and we took a, a big blanket. Cornelius Show is here. Holy cow. I got to do 9 o'clock more often. Cornelius Show. Man. Holy. You know what, Corny? I missed you, and I got to keep interrupting the story. I realize this. It's a good story, but this is worth it. John, we should we should poop together for old time's sake. Anytime, brother. Anytime you want to poop, I'm there. Welcome to the mods. So, we get Teresa to prop herself up like this. On a desk, right? So her feet are up in the air. And we put a blanket or like a tablecloth or something over the desk. Okay, so it hung over her because she's ready for the birth of Jesus. And then Kevin was Joseph. He, he didn't do much. He just kind of stood there and said, yeah, kids, you like would hold a cane or something. That kid's coming out any day now, you know. And so I'm under, and so I got to play Jesus, you know. It's my idea. I get to play Jesus. That's how that works. And I'm literally, I'm under the desk. So there's this big blanket hanging over top. And I'm bouncing around inside. And what, what ruined it was that we were practicing in front of everybody. So when we actually did the, the full play, everybody knew what was going to happen. But they were dying laughing. Because I'm bouncing underneath. I'm bouncing underneath. And, and Mary's going, ah, ah, ah. And I came busting up under the sheet. And I was like, soil messias. 
And that was our play. <laughs> we lost some points for being blasphemous. And I thought, how are we being blasphemous? We're doing the birth of Jesus. That's what, that's what Christmas is all about. And we made it fun for the audience. Yeah, it was, a, it was a good team. It was a good team there, Kevin and Teresa. So, yeah. I have no idea why I told that story. I think we were talking about the birth of Jesus and Mary, and we we're going down that road. So let's track it back to new. Never mind, not new. I don't want to call him new. We'll just say we're going to talk about today an eye for an eye and where that comes from the Bible and how it translates today. And we're going to actually break... Oh, thank you, Katrina. We're actually going to break down what what the meaning is. So first, this we got to go back to Exodus, which is the second book of the Bible. And Exodus meaning this was the exit from Egypt to go try to find the promised land. And you guys know Moses. Pretty much, if people know anything about the Old Testament, what do they know? They know Noah's, Noah's Ark, Moses, uh, David killing Goliath. That's pretty much it. Like, that's that's pretty much the extent, I would say, of most people's common Old Testament knowledge. Stories I like are like Job, where it's like, man, this guy just gets crap all day long and, you know, never curses God. I think that that's awesome. Eye for an eye comes from the code of Hammurabi. Well, this is coming from Exodus today out of the Torah, which I think is probably a little bit older than the code of Hammurabi. I don't know anything about Hammurabi. Who's Hammurabi? He's an Arab ruler. <laughs> Toby's corrected me from the other room. Yeah, but he was a ruler before Moses? No. Yeah, Moses is old. Moses is older than dirt, man. Like, With all due respect. All right, so this is from Exodus 21. We're going to start. We're going to go back to verse 22 to give it some context. The code is way older. Really, Brass? I'm thinking this is way older, unless you're quoting me right now. When men have a fight and hurt a pregnant woman so that she suffers a miscarriage but no further injury, the guilty one shall be fined as much as the woman's husband demands of him. Woo! And he shall pay in the presence of the judges. But if the injury ensues, you shall give life for life, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, hand for a hand, foot for a foot, burn for a burn, wound for a wound, stripe for a stripe. When a man strikes his male or female slave in the eye and destroys the use of that eye, he shall let the slave go free in compensation for that eye. If he knocks out a tooth of his male or female slave, he shall let the slave go free in compensation for the tooth. When an ox gores a man or woman to death, the ox must be stoned. Its flesh may be eaten. The owner of the ox, however, shall go unpunished. Interesting. The owner of the ox shall go unpunished. So it's kind of like if uh, if your dog bites another guy, you got to let that go. I think Hammurabi came first, bro. No, who's Hammurabi? I don't know about Hammurabi. I don't think so. I'm sticking with Moses on this one. you telling me Moses was copywriting Hammurabi? It's like just, just copying and pasting. The owner of the ox, however, shall go unpunished. But if an ox was previously in the habit of goring people and its owner, through warned, would not keep it in, should it then kill a man or a woman, not only must an ox be stoned, but its owner... All right, so now it's like contradict... Wait a minute, let me read this again. When an ox 
or a man. Well, no, when an, not an ox or a man gores a woman. <laughs> when an ox gores a man or woman to death, the ox must be stoned. Its flesh must not be eaten. The owner of the ox, however, shall go unpunished. But if an ox was previously in the habit of goring people, oh, previously in the habit of goring people, and its owner, the warned, would not keep it in, should it then, should it then kill a man or woman? Not only must the ox be stoned, but its owner must be put to death. I agree with that. Yeah, like so. so it's like you you had your ox go out there, and gored somebody. Now you're supposed to kill it. You're supposed to stone your ox to death. Now, whether you stone it or kill it, I, you got to put it to death because it's it's gone. It's gone rabid at this point, right? I get that. So you got to put your ox down. You could, and you can't even eat it. So that's where it's like back in the sacrificial days where you had to sacrifice stuff, right? So, but then they find that same ox going around goring people. They're going to be like, yo, bro, Jim, you were supposed to kill that ox. So now we're going to kill you because now your ox has killed two people. One will let slide. But by the second one, you're a dead man now. If, however, a fine is imposed on him, he must pay in ransom for his life, whatever amount is imposed on him. The law applies if a boy or girl that the ox gores. But if it is a male or a female slave there it gores, he must pay the owner of the slave 30 shekels of silver. And the ox must be stoned. I like how specific that is. Like 30 shekels. Like the Jews. <laughs> and I get it the word of God. But the Jews were like, What's a good price? What's a good price for uh, for a male or a female slave? Thirty shekels? Yeah, I'm good with that too. <laughs> I should I should have done the, the the Jaya voice. Jaya, how much? And what do you think? You think it would be a good and thirty shekels or so? I don't know. Jaya, Jaya. I forgot how to do the voice. Property damage. When a man uncovers or digs a cistern and does not cover it over again, should an ox or an ass fall into it, the owner of the cistern must make good by restoring the value of the animal to its owner, the dead animal, however he may keep. When one man's ox hurts another ox so badly that it dies, they shall sell the live ox and divide this money as well as the dead animal equally between them. But if it is known that the ox was previously in the habit of goring and its owner would not keep in it, he must make full restitution and ox for an ox, but the dead animal he may keep. When a man steals an ox or a sheep and slaughters and sells it, he shall restore five oxen for the one and four sheep for the one sheep. Man, real specific. We're going to keep going with this because this is some good stuff. This is some good stuff. Chat, we're into chapter 22, but this is still good. John, you're right. For the reference, Israelis say shekel even in the plural. Wait, so you don't say shekels? You just say shekel? It says shekels in here. Is that what you're saying? What up, Steve Pinder? Hello, hello, hello. Evil, you're here as well. They should have oxed them for more money. Yeah. Don't dox them, ox them. Man, like, they really cared about their oxes back then. Like, like the oxes got, like, more dedicated to it than most women's names in the Old Testament. Pinder! All right, chapter 22. If a thief is caught in the act of housebreaking and beaten to death, there is no blood guilt involved. But if after sunrise he is thus beaten, there is blood guilt. Blood guilt. Interesting word. He must make full restitution. If he has nothing... i got to do it in the Jewish voice, right? He shall be sold to pay for his theft. 
Now, if his soul stole is found alive in the possession, be it an ox or an ass or a sheep, he shall restore the two animals and make them each one stolen. Now, when a man is burying over a field, over a vineyard, if he lets the fire spread so that it burns another's field, he must make restitution with the best produce of his own field in the vineyard. That's what we got to do. You got to give them the best fruits. You don't give them the worst. You give them the best. Now, if that fire spreads further and catches on the thorn or the bushes so that it may be shocked in the grain standing, the grain and then the fields burned up, the one who started the fire must make the full restitution. Okay? Now, let's talk about the trust and loans because, you know, us, the Jews, we like talking about the trust and the loans a lot. Trusts and loans. When a man gives money or any other article to another safekeeping and that is stolen from the lauder's house, I don't know what a lauder is, but a ladder's house is probably what that word is, the ladder's house, the thief, if caught, must make a twofold restitution. And if the thief is not caught, the owner of the house shall be brought to God to swear that himself did not lay his Neighbors pro his, did not lay hands on his neighbor's property. Now, if he swears against God, he's going to be in some deep, deep doo-doo. And every question of dishonest appropriation, whether it be an ox or an ass or a sheep or a garment or anything that has disappeared, where another claims that this is his, both parties shall present their case before God and the one whom God convicts must make a twofold restitution to the other. Now, I would love to know how they brought it before God without bringing it before a man too back then, but this was in Moses' days. God used to hang out with Moses up on that mountain hill. So, now let's continue, because the ox is important. The ox is very, very important. When a man gives an ox or an ox, when a man gives an ass or an ox or a sheep or an animal to another safekeeping, if it dies or is maimed or snatched away without anybody witnessing the fact, the custodian shall swear by the Lord that he did not lay hands on his neighbor's property. The owner must accept the oath and no restitution is to be made. You can't be held accountable for an animal's natural death. Been a lot of dudes over the years paying and that's the truth but if the custodian is really guilty of theft he must make restitution to the owner if it's been killed by a wild beast let him bring up it as evidence and if he did not make the restitution for the manged animal wait let's read that again if it has been killed by a wild beast let him bring it up as evidence and he not need make restitution for the maimed animal. That's what makes a good point to me and you. Now, when a man borrows an animal from his neighbor, if it is maimed or dies while the owner is not present, the man must make restitution. But if the owner is present, he need not make restitution. If it was hired, this was covered by the price of the hire. All right, I'm done. I'm done. This is supposed to be eye for an eye, and I'm way into talking about an ox and all these animals. A lot of animal rules back then. A lot of animal rules back then. 
Um, but I think you get the point, okay? They're trying to make justice. How many shekels to turn off this robo-chat? There's no robo-chat in here. Do you see robot-chat? I see none. Quit speaking of... Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, so... Now... Old Testament. Let's go New Testament now. Matthew chapter 5. People just quoting. You gotta turn the other cheek, man. No. You gotta fucking tell the truth, you piece of shit. Sorry I swore. I've been doing well. I haven't sworn in a while. But just tell the truth. Stop going out there and calling everybody all these stupid names in the book when you don't know anything or you're refusing to tell the truth. But, you know, keep claiming poor on your show, asking for super chats, you know, and then criticizing other people for trying to start their own business and streaming. You're criticizing them for streaming all day when you stream in the middle of the day every single day because you have nothing better to do, Owen. Like, you're being a big hypocrite on this, and you know you are. You're criticizing us as meth heads that have nothing to do better than to stream all day long while you stream for one to two hours every single day in the middle of the day. You're a hypocrite, bro. Sorry, let's go back to the Bible now. And then you want to throw in there that, uh, you know, you should turn the other cheek. That's about nonviolence. It's about nonviolence. Don't throw the book in my face, boy, or I'll throw it back in yours twice as hard. You're a hypocrite. And I know you don't read the Bible because you told me, not me, but you said it on your show. It's hard for you to read it because you got the dust and dows. Look, I don't like reading that either. That's why you got to get yourself a new American Bible. Not necessarily the St. Joseph's edition, but you get yourself a new American Bible where it doesn't have the dust and dows and you can read it just fine. Okay. Let's, uh, let's continue about Matthew chapter 5 verse 38. Right? Like, like Katrina's laughing at you. That's the funny thing. Seriously. Like, you, you, you've gone, you've gone way off the deep end. I, I can't, I can't defend you any longer. I kept saying you're a good man, you're a good man, you're a good man. You just, you got your own investments in people. And I understand that, so you gotta protect your investments. But as soon as you start attacking not only me, but friends of mine saying that we do meth all day, that's, that's messed up, bro. And didn't you lose somebody to meth not too long ago? So, you, you, you're being a really bad hypocrite right now. And and maybe other people might not call you out, but I'll call you out in my video. I'll call you myself and call you out. That's why I sent you a text yesterday, too. Now, I'll call you, but I'm sure you won't answer the phone if I call. So, you got my number. You can call me anytime. Matter of fact, don't call me anytime. Don't call me during my show. Don't call me in the middle of the night. But, you know, during the day, you can call me anytime. I'm done. Let's go back. Let's go back. Hey, you can't, you can't get away with calling a bunch of people a bunch of meth heads and this and that and get away with it, Steve. That's the bottom line. You can't just, you can't just drop that in there and be like, uh, it's no big deal now. No, because when you're assassinating people's character and not even making a joke, like these aren't jokes. Thank you, Steve. Yeah, these aren't jokes. Like these are people with businesses. And when you say things like that, like now... Say they found out about Owen Benjamin, and they go, oh, aren't you one of those guys? And say, just hypothetically, they found out that Owen was talking about, let's just use myself as an example, me. And, and someone comes to me and goes, so I hear you're on meth. I'd be like, dude, I've never done meth in my life. Well, he's like, well, so-and-so's saying that you're in this danger zone and you guys all do meth. I'd be like, even if someone in that group did do it or did it pass in the past, 
Like, why is he out him like that? Like, that's that's messed up. Because he wouldn't want all of his worst sins he ever made in his life outed publicly with a, with someone that's got 100,000 followers. No, he wouldn't. Especially after he had been trolling people for months, and that's what we liked about him. And now he's trolling people that, that disagree with him now. Guy's being a big hypocrite. Sorry. Yeah, guy's being a real big hypocrite. So, that's not turning the other cheek. You call out a hypocrite when you see it. So, look at, I, if you got, like, Nimmer, there's nothing wrong with liking Nimmer, you know? I get it. I get the appeal of him. I called him out for some bullcrap, and then he trashed me on his, on his show for an hour. And then got sensitive because I knew he was emotional the whole time. Because the whole reason I knew he was emotional, Eric, was because when I shouted out a bunch of people that I knew, Steve, he got mad in the chat and was like, hey, where's my shout out? And I thought, I don't even know who you are. But the only thing that I knew that he did was he commented on one of my videos saying that this would be a brilliant uh, bit or something like that. This could be spun into a brilliant bit. And I was like, I don't know who this guy is, but thanks, you know, thanks a lot. And as I got to know him a little bit more, I was like, oh, you know, this guy's kind of funny. You know? And so I tried to roast him, and, and he got his panties up in a bunch. And I hate to keep rehashing it and rehashing it and rehashing it. But, thank you, Brass. Brass is my boy. But, that's what happened. That's what happened. And then someone, it's not someone, Dolev hit me up and said, what are you trying to pull? Because he had been bitching to people privately for a while. And I said, watch your tone with me. And then within two hours, she said some things. I said some things. We both apologized. The next day, Nimmer goes on his show and trashes me by name for over an hour. And that's why he took the video down not too long after that. But all he had to do, all he had to do with me was be like, yo, I said a bunch of things about a guy that I really don't know a lot about, so I take them back. That's all he had to say. But he went on with the whole woman abuser thing. And then other people went on with the woman abuser thing. So guess what? Because Owen didn't put an end to it. He jumped in just like an idiot too. I checked him just like everybody else. And he's like, yeah, you know, sometimes I get a little bit too emotional or however he said it to me. And uh, then I checked him on some other stuff because we weren't going to back down after all this bull crap. And now he's calling us meth heads that are in our parent mother's basement, which is like the oldest. Like that, that diss is just so, like, get a better diss. Like that diss is corny now. We're in our mother's basement. Like, that's, that's, that's played out, bro. Like, you need a new line. And the, the whole meth thing, like, you use one guy's sin that, that was, like, years and years ago that he's gotten over and overcome, and you're going to use that against him? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, that's 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 wrong, bro. Like that, And you know that that's wrong. I'm sure you've done some drugs that you're not too proud of today. I'm sure you've done some things that you're not too proud of today. Would you like everyone to out that all the time? No, you wouldn't. So shut your mouth. That is a played out diss on all sides. It is. It's true. The mother's basement thing. It's just corny now. And Chris, dear, I don't know what you're talking about, but if you know something, just let it go, dear. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, jeez. His BFF. I like. I still like Jaya. 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 Look, I get it. I get Jaya's sit on the fence and he wants it all to blow over. He said what he had to say. But I still like Jaya. I still like him. You know, it's hard for me not to like him. Now, here's what I don't like. Let me say what I didn't like what Shia did. Shia told people to release information. When they released information, he backed off and, and then went to the other side. And it was like, all right, dude, you're playing both sides now. 
But I'm not going to call him a rat. I think I think Shy is just a little bit lost. That's all. I think he's a little bit lost. And I think that, you know, he doesn't want to lose all the friendships that he has. So he, he called what he said. I just wish he wouldn't have been afraid to lose the respect of certain people like Owen. But I think that he's afraid to lose certain people's respect, so he backed down. That's my opinion. Yeah, <laughs> Katrina, you're going on. I get it. I get it. I, I still, I'm not going to shit on Shia. I, I still like Shia. Even though he's made some mistakes, he's at least told the truth to me. I wish he would say it a little bit more publicly, which he kind of did, kind of didn't. He played the defense. I don't have a problem with anyone. I don't wish ill on anyone. And I won't. And I won't get back and watch these name callings and false accusations flying. That's my baby. She's the best. My baby's the best. Mary. What up, Mary? Made it. <laughs> meth apps. I wish I could use some of those meth apps. He plays Sega CD. Yo, Sega CD. That's dope. That's a dope reference there, Evil. All right. We're going to talk about Matthew now. Back to the book. I sidetracked this. I realized this. I sidetracked this. Matthew 5. 38, teaching about, uh, what's it, Re retaliate, retaliation, retaliation, squirrel, you have heard that it was about an eye for an eye and tooth for a tooth, but I say to you, offer no resistance to one who is evil, <laughs> when someone strikes you on your right cheek, turn the other cheek to him as well, this is violence, it's about violence. But he just, so Jesus just said, but I say to you, offer no resistance to one who is evil. No resistance to one who is evil. When someone strikes your right cheek, turn the other cheek to him as well. If someone wants to go to law with you over your tunic, hand him your, your cloak as well. Should anyone press you into service for one mile, go with him for two miles. Give to one who asks of you and do not turn... Your back on one who wants to borrow. So this whole section is about loving your enemies. What up, Brad Sellers? I played Earthworm Jim yesterday. Yo, that um, that Earthworm Jim game was like really cool, but I never got into it. I actually have it on Xbox 360. I bought one of these old Sega games. They have a whole bunch of Sega games on it. Earthworm Jim's on there with a bunch of other. Nearest Jewish voice is Jersey Shore. Oh, you guys like the Jer Jewish Isles. Let's do that again. So you have heard, so this is what Jesus was saying to his people. He said, you have heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, to love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your heavenly Father, for he makes his sun rise on the bad and the good and causes rain to fall on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what recompense will you have? You're just loving them to love you anyway. But do not the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brothers only, what is unusual about that? Do not the pagans do the same? So be perfect. Just as your heavenly father is perfect. So let's read what perfect means in according to the Bible of the Matthew. Now I'm the Jewish I'm the Jewish Christian now. Let's see what's the meaning in the perfect the tax collect perfect. 
in the Gospels, the word occurs only in Matthew here in Matthew 19 and 21. The Lucian parallel in Luke 6, 36, demand that the disciples be merciful. I'm a Jewish Christian too. In fact, Jesus was just Jewish. I don't think Jesus was a Jewish Christian. I think he was just Jewish. That would explain the long hair and the pious. Jesus was the coolest Jew of all time, though. So, so we're actually going to give Jesus a cool voice, because Jesus wouldn't have talked like that. Jesus would have been like, let's let's see, um, let's let's go in a little dark, a little dark. So that's the that's the happy, peaceful Jesus. That you know, if he wants your cloak. If he wants your clothes, hand him your cloak too. If he wants to walk a mile, go walk two miles with him. Yeah, baby. That's what you got to go do. <laughs> Jesus. Let's talk about the dark side. Because we all got a dark side. Transfiguration. The coming of Elijah. The parable of the lost sheep. Hold on. Temptations to sin. Ooh. All right. So she's going to be like, yo. Whoever causes the ones of the little ones, whoever believe in me to sin, it would have been better for them to have had a great millstone hung around the neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. But yo, woe to the world because of all of these things that cause sin. Such things must come, but woe to the young one, though for what he came. If your hand causes your foot to sin, cut it off and throw it away. If your dick causes you to sin, chop that mother lover off and keep on walking. So Nirai thinks Jesus sounded like that. Nah, that ain't Barry White. This is just Jesus. This is how Jesus talked. He just said in Greek. He was like, Omega Akhaba. Oh no, it was more uh, Aramaic. <laughs> I thought that he was coming in to yell at me. If your hand causes your foot to sin, cut off, throw it away. It is better for you to enter in the life maimed. See, so trying to go into heaven. So if you were trying to go into heaven... Yeah, yeah, Barry White did sing like Jesus. My first, my last, my everything. I forget how the song goes. I can't remember. It's, it's better to go into the afterlife maimed or crippled with two hands and two feet thrown into the eternal fire. That's crazy. And if your eye cause you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. Because it's better to you to enter in the life. The life. They didn't call it the afterlife. He was just calling it the life. And better than a life with one eye than two eyes be thrown into Gehenna. You want to be thrown into Gehenna? I don't think so. Say hi to Danger Zone. Yeah. And yeah, and Jesus was like, shout out to the Danger Zone. Uh, shout out to Life Crew. Um, shout out to Brian. Shout out to Gabe and his people. Shout out to Evil Eric. Shout out to Katrina. Jesus, they, they just, they edited that part out of the Bible because he was saying all that too. If John, should you be in a wheelchair eating through his truck? That's a good one. I know, right? Like, I'm supposed to be chopping off all my body parts? Where was that part I was just reading from? Father from... Yeah, I want to read this part. This is Matthew 10, 35. All right, so... We heard that side turn the other cheek, right? Which... I would believe this is... That's strictly about being nonviolent. It's not about letting someone walk all over you. So check this out. From Matthew 10, same book. Same book of the Bible, just a different chapter... 10 verse, we're going to start with 34. Jesus, a cause for division. So Jesus came up to these people. He was like, yo, do not think I came to bring peace upon the earth. I have come to bring not peace, but the sword. 
people are like, yo, but Jesus was just talking about turning the other cheek. He said, yo, for I have come to set a man against his father, a daughter against his mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and one's enemies will be those of his household. People are like, what? So yeah, I ain't come to do all what you're thinking I'm doing. Let the dead bury the dead. Let's go to that verse. Now we're going to Luke, who is the physician, very detailed, very detailed, detail-oriented. Chapter 9, yeah, baby. Mm. So Michael told me to, he said, Michael's, Michael said, John, stay in the book, stay in the book. That's what we're going to do. We're going to stay right in the book. Chapter 9, verse 60, where is Cereal? Cereal probably sleeping. I don't know, Cereal will meme the shit out of you if you don't give him a shout-out to. Cereal's in here? I didn't see Cereal. Shout-out to Cereal, Clips B, Bayou, Bear America, shout-out. Jesus was a big shout-out guy. He used to shout-out people. He was like, yo, what up, Peter? Shout-out to Peter, James, John, my brothers, James and John. Even though the Catholics don't want you to know I got brothers. And there's new books in the Bible. We're not covering that today. Verse 60. Verse 60. Here we go. The would-be followers of Jesus. So, as they were proceeding on the journey, someone would say to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus answered him, Yo, foxes have dens and birds have sky and nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. And to another he said, follow me. But he replied, let me be the first. I gotta go bury my father. My mother, my mother was a mother. And we all found out yesterday that a mother is a type of racehorse that's good in the mud. So he said, I gotta go bury my father first. But he answered him, yo, let the dead bury the dead. But you go and proclaim the kingdom of heaven. And another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me say farewell to my family at home. And to him Jesus said, No one who sets his hand to the plow and looks to what was left behind him is fit for the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God. He was like, look, you don't look at what you're chilling behind you. You either move forward with me or you go back to your family and never see me again. So it's your choice. I'm right in front of you now. Jesus was a closer. He never took no for an answer. See, this, this is what you got to understand. He was the greatest salesperson of all time. So they would give him, this is this is what we call an objection in sales. So like, oh, but I got to go, I got to go check with my mother first before I call. And Jesus was like, let the dead bury the dead. I'm in front of you now. I got this everlasting life. You want some of this everlasting life? I got it. You want some? You want some? I mean, you really want some? And they're like, all right. And then I was like, oh, I got to come, Jesus. I just got to tell my family goodbye. And he goes, Joe, but when you're tilling the field, do you look behind you or you look ahead? You going to look ahead? I'm, I'm leaving. This bus leaving now. I got 40 deep. We walking out now. And the guy's like, all right, Jesus, you sold me. You sold me, Jesus. You're a good salesperson. Always be closing. That's right. Jesus loves skater points. Jesus was more into the older stuff. Why you got to make things so... Oh, we got some Avril Lavigne in here. Yeah, that's that's all. Look at Jesus was the coolest dude of all time. He hung out with the strippers, the tax collectors, the prostitutes. He, he kicked it with all of them. So the whole, like, you are the company you keep, I kind of understand it, but I kind of don't because I'm like, Jesus kicked it with everybody. He was like, yo... Criminals, come on! Thieves, come on! Oh wait, you were gonna stone? You were gonna stone this this hoe? Don't be stoning my hoe. That's my hoe. Cause if you ain't got sin, 
Alright, alright, you, sir. You don't got sin, right? And the guy's like, starts writing in the sand. Adultery. Lies. Theft. He starts writing all the sins in the sand. And he goes, alright, yo. If you ain't got sin, you can stone her. You can stone my hoe if you ain't got sin. And then everyone just dropped their stone walked away. And he was like, that's what I thought. See, that they, they edited that part out of the Bible. After at, When they start walking away, Jesus was like, that's what I thought. Yeah. Go back to your mommy and daddy. We're going to actually look up that part right now. Because that's a good part of the Bible. Without sin cast. Yep. Let's check this out. This is good. This is a good show. I really like today's show. John 8, 7. See, only John's got that. Because John... His brother had the stuff that nobody else wanted you to know. Here it is. Yeah, these are the stories nobody else wanted you to know. Jesus went to the taxpayer's house. You know, well, John did not that to forgive and convert because of the glories of other things. My watch is worth more than your car. <laughs> All right, so chapter 8 in John. John's the coolest book in the whole Bible. We're going to dive into John. All right, so a woman caught in adultery. Then each went to his house. And while Jesus was just chilling, he went to the Mount of Olives. We're going to add some words in here. Just chilling is in the Neri version of the Bible. Yes, thank you, Dom. Good one, Dom. But, but early in the morning, he arrived in the temple. Actually, the, the narrator should always be British, right? Narrators should be British. They got a better tone for that. But early in the morning, he arrived again in the temple area, and all the people started coming to him, and they sat down and taught him. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought to the woman, who had been caught in the middle of adultery, and made her stand in the middle. They said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. Now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such women. So what do you say? And they're holding the rock. Then... They said this to test him, so that they could have... Excuse me while I reread that line. What up, Unc? Unc has made it to the show. Now, in the law, Moses commanded each of us... Oh. So what, so what do you say? They said, that, they said this to test him, so that they could have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and began to write on the ground with his finger. He had a... He had a gangster finger. It was long. It was long. Long gangster finger. He's just writing. But then they continued asking him while he straightened up and said to them, Yo, let the one among you without sin be the first one to throw a stone. Go ahead. Come on. I'm waiting. And again he bent down and he wrote in the ground. And in response, they went away one by one, beginning with the elders. So he was left alone with the woman before him. And before he spoke to the woman and the people were walking away, he said, that's what I thought. Yeah, that's what I thought. Go back home. Yeah, to your mistresses. You want to try to stone her when you're hanging out with mistresses yourself. Dang. And they said, yo, what up, hoe? So he looked at the hoe. So Jesus, so Jesus then straightened up and said to the hoe, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? And she replied, no one, sir. <laughs> then Jesus said to her, Well, then neither do I con condemn you. Go. And please, stop hoeing. Just stop hoeing. You can do whatever you want. But just stop hoeing now. Just stop hoeing. One of the reasons people don't like the Bible is because it teaches 
separation. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, that's a gangster story. That is that is the most gangster story. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Yeah, exactly. And move on. Yeah, but see, Jesus got the best. John's got the best stories of Jesus because he's got the stories nobody else had because that was his brother. So he was, he was like, "Yo, you want to hear about this time?" So so John kind of kind of was like half Jew, half gangster, right? He was half Jew, half gangster. So John was like, "Yo, you want to hear about this wedding at Canada?" All right, so not Canada, Canada, though, Canada. So he was like, yo, you're on the third day of the wedding, right? So this was the third day. This is in my second chapter. This was the second chapter of my books. It was the third day of the wedding, right? Third day. We were drunk, like drunk bad. We were, we had been drinking for three days, okay? So we're in Galilee, and Mary, our mother, the mother of Jesus was there, and Jesus and, this, and all of his dudes... Jesus had groupies. Before he even started his mission, Jesus had groupies. They called them disciples, right? So his disciples were out there, and they were all also invited to the, the wedding. And there were so many people that the wine ran out. And then Mary, the mother of Jesus, said to him, Jesus, we've run out of wine. <laughs> I can't believe I'm doing Mary's voice like this. We've ran out of wine. And Jesus said to her, woman. I mean, gee, I mean my brother Jesus he was a little spoiled. Like, the oldest son is always spoiled, right? He calls our mother woman. He, I mean, that's pretty gangster too, but that's wrong. Like, come on now, that's your mom. She said, Jesus, we ran out of wine. We need some more wine. And Jesus looked at her. He was like, woman, how does that concern or affect me? My hour has not yet come yet. And I was like, yo, Jesus, like, your hour hasn't come yet, bro? You've been drinking wine for three days. And then his mother said to the servers, Next page. Do whatever he tells you. Now do now check this out. So there were six stone water jugs, right? This is the dopest thing I've ever seen in my life. Dopest thing I've ever seen in my life. We had six jugs of water, and that was just to sober up. People have been drinking for days. They've been drinking for days, like a long time. And Jesus told them, he was like, yo, fill them stones with water. So then, you know, these 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 servants, yeah, because we had some servants. It was a wedding. We spent a lot of money on this wedding, but you don't even know I got married yet. That's the that's the catcher. You don't even know who got married yet. So they said, fill them up. And then um, so Jesus then told them, yo, draw draw some out now and take it to the head waiter. So they took it, and then the head waiter tasted the water, and he was like, he was like, let me taste this. He took a, put a spoon in there, and he was like, mmm. He did all the tasting that you're supposed to do. He swished it around and all that. He even smelled the bowl. He was like, stuck his nose in the glass, which I don't understand that. As far as these wine tastings go, don't be sticking your nose in the glass. That's nasty. What if you ever get a booger fallout right in your wine? Sticking your nose in the glass. You nasty. So he said, draw some water out. Then the head waiter tasted the water and it became wine. And without knowing where it came from, all the servers who had drawn the water, the head waiter called the bridegroom. He was like, yo, bridegroom. I don't understand why they call it a bridegroom. It's either a bride or a groom. Why is there a bride? What's a bridegroom? Maybe this is my uh, lack of understanding. I don't know. We don't use the term bridegroom anymore. What's a bridegroom? And they said to him, 
Everyone normally serves the good wine first. So he was, he was Arab. Everyone, he was a little Arab. He had Arab dude who was there. Because Jesus kicked with everybody, don't forget. It's like everybody normally serves the good wine first. And then when the people have drunk freely, an inferior one, basically they bring in the weaker wine after everyone is drunk. He's more, he's more Indian. He's more of an Indian fellow, which is very close. But you have kept the good wine until now. And Jesus, at the beginning of his sign, I mean, he did this in the beginning of his signs at Cana and Galilee. So they received, they believed all of his glory. And then all of his, you know, his posse or his disciples began to believe in him. And after this, he and his mother, brothers, and his disciples went down to Caper Capernaum. 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 With the catching the carpa with the catfish. And they stayed there for, for only a few days. So it was the dopest thing ever. He turned, he turned a bunch of water. Capernaum, Capernaum. Yeah, the chat did die, but that's okay. He turned, he turned water into wine. It was the dopest thing I've ever seen. But yeah, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they don't want to tell you that story. Because that's supposed to be like the, the like, perfect version of Jesus where, you know, he doesn't drink, he doesn't do anything, but I'll tell you when he turned water into wine after we've been drinking for three days. So if it's wrong, it's wrong to have a drink, but Jesus can turn water into wine? And not just wine, but the best wine you've ever had in your life? I don't think so. Hey, Serio, if you're live on DC, DZ, do not cover this. You're going to the gym? Yep. Show's over in a minute and a half. That's it. And there's tons of good stories. So, we're going to do this more often. I think, you know, tomorrow, 9 o'clock is a good time. Once I have prior obligation, I think we're going to start doing this at 9. I love being self-informed. Yeah. yeah, it's great, baby. That's good. I just up. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate the subscription. So, this has been a wonderful episode of Neat TV. We only got a little bit of time left, so I, I don't have any time to wrap or anything like that. So, um... Thank you guys all for coming. Please hit the like button if you haven't already. Please subscribe if you'd like to get unlimited legal advice from attorneys within your state or province. Go to sarahcure.com. The link's in the description. And uh, we got to go now. So if it ain't broken, my work better. Golf your legacy in that order. I troll them. I do this almost every day. I troll them like I'm gonna not, not have time. It worked for you. Maybe I had tricked you. Maybe that's what I was trying to do the whole two, the whole time, the whole person in my mind. And now we will freestyle all up in the mind. So yo, what up, Steve? His name was Pinder. He had, matter of fact, met his wife up on Tinder. That's a true story. That is the glory. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, take it to holy peace. This is the holy thought. I will take the thing and this is the holy thought. This is the holy foot. This is the holy time. And I will break it forth in a syncopated rhyme. A syncopated rhyme. I don't know what that means. All that I know is that my foot is gangrene. Because I forgot to wash it in my time. Don't interrupt ever my rhyme. Because you messing up the punchline. Unless you want to make up some punch wine. And we can call it a succotash. And I'll be drinking it up. In my mustache Yo You ever had a milk mustache? Or maybe something that you would never see My uttash I need to watch my tone I need to watch the throne Before I throw rocks And knock them off his own 
She wants me to sit back. She don't want me up in the 